Welcome to Motherhood Feels. Hindsight is 2020. I'm Dr. Jill Garrett, a licensed psychologist who specializes in maternal mental health and host of Motherhood Feels. Hindsight is 2020. Stay tuned for a delightful Motherhood Feels episode with seasoned mom Lauren Routenkrantz. Lauren is a mom to two and a broadcast meteorologist at First Coast News in Jacksonville, Florida. You would never know that this working mom has a 2.30 a.m. wake-up time, but somehow she has found a balance that affords her time to do both meteorology and motherhood. Listen in as she shares some great motherhood insights with a side of me picking her brain on behind-the-scenes life of her career. Lauren comes to the table with a dynamic personality, contagious energy, and a sweet and personable spirit. Check out this lovely lady next. Hey guys, it's me, Jill. Before we start, help Motherhood Feels grow by subscribing to the podcast. Leaving five-star reviews can't hurt either. And if you're interested in supporting more moms and families by bringing Motherhood Feels to your workplace, you can connect with me at motherhoodfeels at gmail.com to learn more. You can follow me on Instagram at motherhoodfeels, all one word, and head over to motherhoodfeels.com to check out my self-paced online course, Motherhood Feels, before and even after baby boot camp that walks through evidence-based strategies for healthy coping with all your motherhood feels. Thanks for listening. Hi, Lauren. Thank you for being here. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for asking me. Yeah. So let's start with you giving us some background on who you are. Oh, well, that's a loaded question, right? (laughs) Um, So I am Lauren Routenkranz. And to most people uh, that see me on Facebook and Instagram and all the social platforms, I'm a broadcast meteorologist, right? And so my job makes my life very public. People also know that I am a wife, a daughter, a sister, a granddaughter, a niece, uh, you know, and also a new mom. So my babies are a big, big part of um, who I am. So I would say, gosh, it's, um, it's been fun being able to kind of mesh those two worlds and people being able to watch me grow up on TV, get married and and now go through motherhood. That's awesome. And you mentioned you're a mom. How old are your children now? Well, I have a, well, I, I liked, I don't like to age my babies, right? My husband will say, we have an almost three-year-old. No, she's like two and a half. Okay. <laughs> and then I have a new one-year-old. He just turned one at the end of August. Happy birthday. And it sounds like you are busy with little kids plus a very interesting and cool job. So I'm going to just put some of my fears out there. I have had a long standing fear of tornadoes, okay, natural disasters. And unfortunately, living in Florida, you hear about things like hurricanes and tornadoes. Tell me what got you into this field? Is this something you've always been interested in or just something that you kind of fell into? Well, I have always been 
a communicator, <laughs> a storyteller. And my parents joked that when I went away to college, that the house was very quiet. <laughs> and as soon as I get back home, it's very noisy again. I just have loved, you know, being able to to tell a story. And then I also have been a, born and raised in Florida. And so obviously growing up in the West Palm Beach area is where I'm from. I was able to experience many hurricanes and afternoon thunderstorms and different severe weather or just beautiful weather that really made a big impact on my life growing up. And so when I went to college, I actually originally went for journalism. I wanted to be a broadcaster. I quickly realized that, you know, you have to report on the bad stuff as well as the good stuff. And I just did not think that I could do that for a, a, a career. And so um, I just, you know, some people can handle it and I just couldn't. I would go home and cry when I had to do the bad stuff. Once I realized that I could mesh my love of communicating and storytelling with my passion for weather, I like a light bulb went off. And that happened my first year of college. I was very lucky. Uh, the University of Florida was building from the ground up a broadcast weather center. I mean, full blown, all the bells and whistles. So I was so lucky. I had my hands, you know, wet and in it from the beginning. And uh, I went and did about four years of that. And then, uh, you know, of course, made it made it into my career so far. 10 years later, here I am. I'm thinking about my young years. And I don't know if this is something that everybody has in their cities, but we had a science museum where there was a green screen and you could pretend to be a broadcaster and a meteorologist. And it was so cool. I loved going and standing in front of that. And now I'm going to ask you the probably most inane question about behind the scenes stuff, because I'm curious. You probably don't wear green because of the green screen. And tell me about, like, do you just do your own wardrobe and you're already looking great right now? I think you might be camera ready. Tell me about that experience. Well, that is funny because I I have never really been like a big glamorous, you know, like accessory kind of girl. So I had to learn all of it by myself, learning how to do my hair and what looks best and how to do my makeup over the years. And yes, the wardrobe is all us as well. Now there are stations across the country. And obviously once you get to network level and bigger markets, you know, they'll, they'll dress you and do your hair and your makeup. But here in Jacksonville, we wake up uh, and we, you know, I actually show up and work in my pajamas. <laughs> I get dressed and ready in the morning as I'm kind of working uh, for that three to four o'clock hour. I rent most of my dresses. Fun fact, uh, mm -hmm. Rent Runway is a fun little, um, is, is what I use, a subscription. There's so many others out there, but I just like to keep it interesting for my own sake. I have a few staples that are in the closet, um, but yeah, solid colors, sometimes certain yellows won't work, certain teals, which is not good for us in Jacksonville, but we've tweaked the lighting. So that will work for our Jags. But yes, that is that is definitely a part of it. You know, you have to um, mentally be in the game, but then you also have to look the part as well. If I could show up in sweatpants every day, I would totally do it. <laughs> well, you look great. And we were joking because I am not currently camera ready. So it's fun to hear these behind the scenes tidbits. Um, you are a mom to two young kids. And tell me a little bit about your journey to becoming a mom. Oh, my gosh. I think, well, 
what is it? First comes love, you know, then comes marriage, then comes the baby, right? Um, so my husband and I have actually been together since we were 15 years old. We met in high school. I was a freshman and he was a sophomore and we both got put in an art class that we actually were both looking to at the beginning of the year get out of it because it wasn't going to get us those credits that you know we needed it was kind of a fluff class we met and then we never dropped the class and we we became friends and then you know we ended up dating and um we of course have have many years that I could go on about us uh we got married in 2015 and we were young we were 23 uh 24 and we decided let's just live our lives we're just you know, putting the rings on and I'm getting his last name uh, because we were living together and we've, we had been together for a long, long enough time. So we lived our lives for about five years, traveled, had so much fun, bought a house, uh, got two dogs and a cat. And then we figured the baby fever started to come on like 2019 and it came on fast. And so I was like, all right, we're going to do this. Right. And so, um, we had our first in, um, we found out about her literally the day that I was sent home to work from home for COVID uh, when, when the shutdowns were happening. And so that was really interesting. And that's a whole other story in itself. But uh, yes, and even before we had our first, we said, if we're going to do this, we want them to be close in age because we really want to have that sibling bond. So we hope they're going to have arguments, right? Um, but we want to have that sibling bond and we want to get back to, you know, living our lives and, and be with our babies as much as we can. So that was kind of our journey. And now we have two. And it's like, it's funny because I've gone through the years and like people that I, I haven't seen in three years, they're like, oh, wow, your life's changed a lot. <laughs> it's interesting how the COVID experience probably really made pregnancy quite different than perhaps your subsequent pregnancy. Tell us a little bit about that. It was wild uh, because, you know, I was able to kind of go through it on both ends, you know, so a full blown COVID pregnancy to then um, life getting back to normal, no masks weren't even, you know, really talked about anymore. And it happened all so quickly, you know? And, um, so for the, for the first pregnancy, obviously it happened. I I saw the test. I was freaked out. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) And we, um, you know, confirmed everything with the doctor. I was, uh, sent home to work from home. That in itself was easy because I had, I could keep it a secret from whoever I wanted to, you know? And when I went on air, from home, it was like chest up. And so I could wear sweatpants below and I was comfortable as heck. I had the bathroom if I was nauseous. I had my refrigerator if I needed a snack. So that was awesome. Now, the other side of it was, you know, trying to juggle going through a first pregnancy and having no idea what you were doing and then not being able to bring my husband to appointments. That was like, I would cry about that. I was, I felt like, he missed out on something. And I also missed out on being able to have that opportunity to see the ultrasound for the first time together, uh, to find out at the anatomy scan that it was a girl. I was FaceTiming him when we found out the gender because we didn't do the blood test. Um, and so that was tricky. I think it made us stronger. Honestly, we, my husband and I have, like I said, been together for a long enough time that we've gone through, you know, hills and valleys. And this was just one of those little 
little dips that we got through. And um, thankfully, by the time my baby girl was born in December of 2020, you know, um, I took the COVID test. Obviously, everything was negative. He was in the hospital. We didn't have any visitors. And um, I'm very close with my parents. And so that was really sad to know that they couldn't come to the hospital room. So we have this video of my mom and dad dropping some goodies off for us at the hospital. And we were on the first floor, Baptist at the beaches. And my husband, it's kind of like Lion King. <laughs> he brought the baby over to the window and my parents met her through the window. And it was like the most special thing. Um, but something that, you know, we'll be able to tell her about. So that's kind of cool. And then, of course, my son, he was born in August of 2023, totally different universe, had my parents visit, little um, little brother was able to meet big sister for the first time in the hospital. So that was, that was cool. I'm glad that, you know, it happened that way instead of the opposite. <laughs> yeah, some really different experiences. And I can hear how you're able to find some silver linings in a hard experience. And I'm glad you have some nice memories of it. Um, and it's really cool to be able to wear your sweatpants on the bottom when you're working. <laughs> tell you, and also the commute was not too bad, right? They came to my house and uh, they being my station, um, First Coast News, they built a full green screen with lights, a full studio in our extra bedroom, which thank goodness it also happened at that point because we don't have a very large house. We have a sign in our house, um, love grows best in little homes like this. And uh, they they took our spare bedroom, which now is our guest slash office and the other two are baby rooms. So, you know, I would not have had the room for it if we had another baby in the house. But yeah, the commute was not too bad being pregnant and being home. And that was awesome just to be able to... Um, keep that that private and, and also stay healthy you know um I mean with my second pregnancy I got colds and I had the flu and um you know there was a lot more that my immune system had to battle as well mm -hmm. yeah so I'm hearing um some perks but some also hard parts of all of this tell me a little bit about what your experience was as kind of from an emotional perspective in those early postpartum days. I think for the first one postpartum and just the whole journey, like the journey was exciting for the first one because I had no idea what was coming. It was all new. I was reading my book of what to expect. I read it from front to back and postpartum was a little harder the first time I would say, because I truly felt like I did not know what I was doing. I feel like the first pregnancy and being in that isolation with COVID you know, what's that our, what's, what's the easiest thing for us to grab is our phone and social media. And it's so easy for new moms, especially who have not that much experience with newborns like myself, um, to compare themselves into Google. And it was something that I had to learn going through it to turn myself away from. And once I realized that like, this is my journey, like I know my baby best, like I have instincts, like I love my baby and I'm not gonna let anything bad happen to them. It like everything was better. And so going into my second postpartum with my little guy, second time around, I mean, I don't think I opened Instagram other than to let our family and friends know that we had the baby um, at all. 
I didn't look at reels. I actually shut myself completely off from it. I didn't even look at my little Wonder Weeks app to see what he should be doing and the milestones. And truly, it was such a good experience. Now, that being said, and stop me if I'm going on a tangent here, because there's so many different aspects to all of this, but the postpartum the second time around was different, difficult for different reasons. I had to juggle the love of my life, my little girl, who was only 21 months when my boy was born. I mean, she was still a baby. And I beat myself up about it. And actually, I beat myself up my entire pregnancy. And I I mean, the first six months, I don't think I even accepted the fact. I was like, "What? We? I know we planned this, but what am I doing? And um, I, wish I, I wish I could have gone back to that point and told myself that it was going to be okay. Um, because my girl went through some jealousy. All right. I get it. She was like, who is this baby taking my mama away from me? But the bond that they have already into year one is something that I cannot even describe. It's the cutest and sweetest thing to see how she rubs his cheeks. And she says, it's okay, Pearson, don't cry. Like, I love you. You want a snack? Like the things that I get to experience now with both of them is like, Oh, it's incredible. It is so fun to see siblings, especially when they are getting along. And it's also so typical to hear about what you're describing, that mom guilt, particularly when other siblings are making their appearances. And then I'm hearing you talk about how with a little bit of hindsight, the uh, it's just so easy to make comparisons even with things that are technically you know supposed to be helpful to us like the weekly milestones or looking at social media of course is something that can be really hard so i think you've got a lot of good insights there and um things that a lot of people can relate to on that i would say the things that really beat me up were Specifically me. I, I I make small babies, apparently. So my little girl was six pounds, six ounces. And um, I ended up having to, she came five days early. So, you know, she was full term and everything, but she still came out itty bitty. And so a big thing with us, with her was we want her to go. We want her to bulk up, you know, let's get her some milk. And so the whole breastfeeding and then watching the percentiles and just being nervous about like, is she gaining enough weight? I mean, I would lose sleep over that precious sleep, right? In those newborn days when I should be resting to, to help <laughs> feed her, uh, the, the percentiles absolutely drove me nuts. So the second time around, you know, I made sure to not focus on that. He's going to be healthy. He's going to grow. He's going to eat when he's hungry. The other thing that really I beat myself up on was I remember I started and, and mom guilt can creep up on in, in so many different ways and ways that you would never expect and something that might seem silly in retrospect. So I remember I held her for like every single nap. Why not? Right. I only have one baby. I'm on maternity leave for 12 weeks. I'm literally not going to put her down. So of course I was worried, like she's never going to nap on her own. Oh my gosh. People are making comments like, oh, you're spoiling her. And I was like, you know what? I don't think that's even possible to spoil a little baby. Like I grew her in my belly for nine months. She needs me. And so um, just stressing about the sleep, the percentiles, you know, of, of their growth, all of those kind of things that eventually work themselves out. I worried that it wasn't perfect when it didn't need to be. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people come to the table with some of these uh, expectations around different hot button issues, feeding, sleep, growth and development. And it's so hard to step away from our own kind of sometimes perfectionistic tendencies and be able to enjoy the moment. And so I'm hearing how you have had um, a lot of really cool moments. And it sounds like you've also really been good at trusting your gut and your instincts on parenting. I think the second time around, especially, and that probably becomes with the more babies that you have, right? (laughs) More experience that you get. But, you know, every time I would assume that there's different challenges. And uh, the second time around, I, you know, made sure to have those conversations with even my husband, you know, like he, we actually, I remember we were just on a car ride one day and, and we just started talking about, you know, we want to do this differently. You know, when we go to the hospital, we want to do this differently. When we get home for the first time, we want to do this differently with trying to get more and some more sleep. And, you know, maybe Ryan takes a feeding for me and, and things like that, trying to know our strengths and weaknesses going into that postpartum, because I do feel like some of the the biggest struggles with like the couples, you know, can happen in those sleep deprived newborn days, which like, adds up and it can wear on you no matter how strong and tough you think you are. But, you know, I think if you're just, you admit the faults and you admit what you're good at and where you can help, then you just get through it, you know? And then here I am in this sweet little spot that I never want to leave with my two and a half year old and my one year old. (laughs) Well, I think that's a great point. And I like the idea of having a bit of a plan, a proactive plan on how you're going to navigate all these different things. And so I can totally relate to my second pregnancy and second postpartum time being so much easier because you kind of know and can anticipate, I definitely need more of this or I definitely need less of that. So I can uh, relate to what you're describing. You are now obviously in what you describe as a sweet spot, and you also are a career and professional um, mom. Tell me a little bit about finding that balance. I know that's so cliche, but it's just so true. It's so hard to do both of those things. How are you managing it all? Well, it's funny. Just yesterday, I was at uh, one of my favorite little spots, Atlantic Arts, uh, Atlantic Beach Arts Market, just doing some shopping, and I had little man person in my arm and I'm, you know, juggling all the things, trying to shop. And this sweet woman walked up to me. She goes, didn't I just see you this morning on First Coast News? And I said, yes, I do the weather. I wake up at 2.30 in the morning and I head into work in my pajamas and I get there at three, do my hair and makeup and work until we get on the air at 4.30 in the morning. And I get home around 1.30 in the afternoon. So it's a long day. And then I put, you know, I go straight from the hat, you know, uh, the TV hat and the work hat to the mom hat. I mean, I literally jump from one to the other because we have our little boy at home for the time being uh, until he's a little older. And um, it is a juggle. And I actually was was texting one of my good friends the other day is like, you can strive for that, you know, that you can have a plan, right? And and you can strive for all these certain things during the day, but like you just have to give yourself some grace and understand that no, not one day is going to be the same. And as long as I have some kind of structure, you know, I know where we're headed, <laughs> then the day ends up being okay. 
but it has been a process to learn. Um, I have dealt with the mom guilt, not being there all the time. My husband FaceTimes me every morning when the babies are waking up. So that's kind of our way of making me feel like I'm not missing out. Although there are some times when they're being really cute and I'll find myself teary and I'll be like, honey, I have to go. Um, but I just am trying really hard to show them what I've worked for my entire life. And that includes my career and it includes being a mom. I mean, I wanted to be a mom before I wanted to be a broadcast meteorologist, you know? And so I have both. And it's like, I tell my husband on at times, I'll write down everything that I have. Right. And on paper, it's perfect. It's like everything that I wanted, but you know, you just battle with these internal little battles all the time. And it's like, Oh, but I'm not doing enough of this. And I want to be here. And, and, um, you know, it's hard, but again, I'm providing for my family and I'm showing my little girl every morning when she sees mama on the TV that, you know, she went to school for this and, you know, mama knows what she's talking about and she's keeping people safe during a hurricane. So like those things are rewarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let's go back to the two thirty wake up time. What in the world? Oh, it's just dreadful. I tell you what, but, um, I, you know, I, I try my best to, uh, gosh, soak in those glorious five hours or so that I get every night. And I know that's not healthy. I know Dr. Fernandez, if you're listening, I will try to do better. But right now at this stage of my life, you know, I, I catch up on sleep on Friday night, Saturday night. I know that's not a thing to catch up, take naps when we can on the weekend when the babies are sleeping. Um, but you know, I just have to do what I have to do. And sometimes yeah. you have a, a Zen room at my station. They have been so accommodating for working moms. They're incredible. We have a, what's called a Zen room with a little massage chair and a couch and blankets and pillows and stuff. And we're, you know, if, if we, that's what we need to do for our hour break, go in the Zen room, you know, close your eyes, just rest for a minute, regroup. Um, that's also what I use for the pumping room as well. So like they've been, they've been great. And they understand that like, you know, I am truly a different person after coming back from maternity leave. I'm not the same employee. Mm -hmm. And just having, you know, management that has understood that I think is really why the reason I'm still doing this, because if I didn't have the support here, I would have probably struggled a lot more. That's a really good point. And I'm so glad that you're in a space and with what sounds like leadership who value you as a whole person um, and a mom. Well, I thank you so much for talking through all things motherhood and meteorology, and it has been so fun to hear your stories. Thank you very much for taking time out of your what sounds like sleep-deprived schedule to talk to me. (laughs) I appreciate you having me, and please, we could go on for as long as you want, so wrap me anytime. That's my job, to talk for a living, so... I'm glad that you had me. No, it's so fun to talk to other fellow moms too who get it. Mm -hmm.